This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Well, before I begin, I know I speak on behalf of all Wrexham fans in wishing a swift and complete recovery to Connor Jennings. Connor was diagnosed with cancer a couple of days ago. Shocking news, although pleasingly it is a form that is operable. Nobody who has come across Connor can have anything but the utmost respect for him. An admirable man who really does behave with great integrity. And it's no coincidence that he's like that because we've also had the pleasure of James, his brother, playing for us, of course, and he's cut from exactly the same cloth. Clearly, the Jennings family have extremely strong values and they deserve all our support throughout Connor's recovery. Again, best wishes, Connor. I hope that we see you on the pitch against us in the playoff final. I mean, I hope we beat you, I've got to be honest, but nonetheless, you're a top man and we wish you all the best. And now on to the trivial stuff, football. Final score? Wrexham 3, Bromley nil. our biggest ever win over the Ravens and ultimately a well-deserved one. Although it's got to be said that the game could have turned out differently, Bromley having a, a very fast start, and it has to be said, they, they did have a few very good chances to score, which they didn't take. It should also be said that Wrexham had some fantastic chances they didn't take either. So certainly a, a match which could have contained more than just the three goals. Wrexham coming in the game obviously off a bit of a break, having not played in 11 days. And clearly that time was well spent in the training ground and also because the side looked sharp when they were coming forwards, certainly in the last hour of the game. And also clearly well spent in the physios room because there were some interesting alterations to the team. Indeed, Dean Keats bit the bullet and made some brave decisions. Firstly, Rob Lainton returned in goal. Christian Dibble has done a smashing job, of course, and they played uh, leading into this game and with the expunging of the Dover game from the records, the same number of league matches between them this season. Lainton returned, though, a massive call after the performances Dibble has put in, but then we all know that Lainton's a high-quality keeper and Keats stuck with him. Also in the centre of defence, Fika Kelleher, suspended, of course. I was going to say controversially. I think I'll just say ludicrously. After the red cards, he was uh, handed in the East League game. Oh, I won't go over that again. He was replaced by Sean Pearson, who was fit enough to start and put in a magnificent performance. Another alternation in the back three saw Mark Carrington make way and Tyler French come back in. I think probably the, ex the extra pace that French offers alongside Pearson was possibly a factor in that. And there was another change. If Jordan Davis, who was rested for the Easter game, became on and did well on the bench, replacing Elliot Durrell, who's put in some very good shifts in the, our previous three matches in the middle of the pitch. So, bold calls. And I'd say the first half hour didn't really go Wrexham's way, although there is a major codicil to add on that. Bromley have uh, usually been a pretty neat footballing team. They ain't now. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Full disclosure, I did my prep for the game at the start of the week 
I was quite shocked at the sort of football they were playing. It wasn't really, you know, long passes to find the two strikers. It was more launching big hoofs up the pitch just to put pressure on the opposition. Um, they sacked their manager, Neil Smith, on Thursday. Remarkable decision. And played in the same manner in this game with a different shape. It was very direct, very route one. Strange to see their two best ball players in my eyes, Raymond and Coulson, used as wing-backs. They don't have the pace to drive forward, so they can't do what Record and Hall Johnson do. All they could do was hold their position and stand up deep crosses from deep. Really peculiar setup. But the thing with playing against long-ball teams is it can be extremely hard to combat. They, they break play up, play becomes bitty and they are able to force you backwards by hitting it long, and they do. In Cheek, the top scorer in the division, and Courtney Duffus have two strikers who are good at chasing the ball, good at winning headers, and good at holding the ball up. And in that first half hour, we struggled to impose ourselves. There were times when we broke quite well. There were times when we had some nice fluent movements in the Bromley half, but there weren't times when we created chances, and Bromley did create only a couple, but the first one should have gone in. As early as the second minute, a long ball turning Wrexham's defence, something they'd have to deal with throughout the game. Fassell chasing back towards his own goal and put under pressure, trying to fight Lington, but his back pass wasn't accurate and went out for a corner on the right-hand side. Raymond stepped up, swept a great corner into the edge of the six-yard box, where the centre-back Kizzy got the, the jump on Kwame Thomas and headed it over from inside the six-yard box. He really should have scored. Bromley argues vehemently that it had been headed on to Kwame Thomas and deflected over. Looking at the replay, I don't think so. If it was, Thomas recovered well to get anything on it, but it doesn't look like me like he did. A real let-off for Wrexham. Like I say, Bromley continues to look more dangerous, but their only other effort in that first half hour was a long-range shot by Maloney from 25 yards, which was well struck, but was comfortably saved by Linton low down to his right. So they didn't really make enough opportunities, I would say, in their period of ascendancy, and Wrexham would punish them. 31st minute, Wrexham get their first corner. Young sweeps in, and Davis, rising at the near post, coming off the keeper with a perfect flick header, put the ball into the net. His first goal for Wrexham, and a joyful celebration for the local lad. Bromley tried to hit back, a free kick was launched into the box from the right-hand side. Pearson did well to get a foot to it and poke it partly away. When it was popped back in, though, Cheek did very well to turn six yards out and it looked like he was going to slot away his 18th goal of the season. But Pearson, brilliant, lunged and made an excellent block to send the ball clear. And Wrexham started to find their feet going forwards. A neat build-up ended with Harris faking the shot and then squaring it to Luke Young, who wasn't about to turn down the opportunity from 25 yards. He hit a raking shot, which never was going to quite come down quickly enough. But within a minute, it didn't matter, because Wrexham had doubled their lead through a, a super goal. It started off with uh, Pearson, who was not only impressive in terms of winning the ball, but also used the ball very well doing nicely to feed Tyler French on the right-hand side. He stood a great ball down the flank 
Ferangus, who made a super run in behind the fullback and into the right side of the box. He let it bounce, and then as it dropped, hooked a magnificent shot beyond Cousins and into the far top corner. A brilliant finish by Dior Angus, and Wrexham had taken a 2-0 lead. There was danger soon afterwards from Bromley, an absolute sitter. The ball was played into the box and Pearson and Vassal couldn't stop Bridge. They collided, actually, going for the same ball. The ball ricocheted for Bridge, who rugged down the right-hand side, did really well, and then pulled it back to put it on a plate for Duffers, eight yards out, unmarked, centre of the box, and he put it way over, side-footing it over the bar. Inexcusable, that. It's a real chance to pull Bromley back into the game. They could have been punished for it, because in the first minute of added time, Wrexham got a, uh, an opportunity... Harris, it was a nice build-up play. Harris driving past his man and hitting a 25-yarder, which was really skimming nastily. It looked like it was probably going just wide at the right post, but Cousins couldn't take a chance. He lunged and pushed it away, and Record's corner was a very nasty one. He swept it in. It was just about evaded uh, Tyler French and Theo Vassell as they lunged at it, and the ball went out of play, and once the throw was taken, it was half-time. Bromley continued to pose a threat by knocking long balls and turning Wrexham's defence. It would have to be said that the referee, Martin Woods, had a peculiar game. His attitude, which, to be honest, suited Bromley, really, was essentially, don't give free kicks unless you absolutely have to. <laughs> um, you know, fair enough. Referees letting the game flow. Referees saying this is a physical game. Keep playing. OK, that's fair enough. But he, he was ignoring fouls. Kwame Thomas got beaten around like anything and was never getting any free kicks. He got one in the whole match that I recall. Um, and so that kept Bromley in it a bit as well because they were allowed to be robust, as we would see at the end, maybe a bit too robust. However, it was Wrexham who were carving out early opportunities. Thomas jumping well from a Lington long ball, flicking it on beautifully. And, well, a real opportunity... Hang on, I'm quite wrong. That's 58th second of the second half, not the 58th minute. I do beg your pardon. Anyway, sorry. Lainton knocked it long. That was embarrassing. Thomas flicked it on, and Angus was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, but had to hit it early and put it over the bar. Disappointing miss for him. Five minutes later, Bromley uh, trying to carve out a chance. First chance in the second half for Cheek. Good work by Bridge, driving into the box down the left channel and then feeding it outside him. Cheek running onto it, but he had no support. So he went for power from a pretty much impossible angle and smashed in a shot, which rattled the side netting. Thank you, man. Wrexham going up the other end then. Had a, well, what looked like a glorious opportunity, a lovely move ending with Hall Johnson drilling a fantastic cross at Neapos. Angus, unmarked, looked like he had a tap in, but uh, having run diagonally into the six yard box, he just hit it the way he was running and put it well wide. Relief, perhaps, to him that the flag went up. But Wrexham kept pushing some poor defending. With when the ball was bouncing on the edge of the area, Webster heading it up in the air, and then Kizzy attacking it. I'm totally misjudging this and missing the ball completely. Allowed Jordan Davis to bring the ball down, and from 20 yards out, hit a shot which went just over. 
Bromley looking to fight back, forced Rob Lington into his only save. And Coulson fed the ball to the edge of the area. Cheek held her up nicely, squared it to Bridge, who had a bit of time in the D. Maybe took a little bit too much because as he hits his shot, again, typically, Pearson lunged across. He couldn't stop the shot from going on target, but he did take a bit of the pace off it. And as a result, Lington dived to his right and was able to push it behind for a corner. Wrexham, though, were making more chances in the second half and better chances in the second half and nearly got a third in the 63rd minute. Maybe they ought to have done. Record of a free kick on the right flank. He swept in a horrible ball, which went through everybody and hit the post on the far side. It rebounded out to Angus. A decent chance again for Angus, 10 yards out. He drove it off target across the face of goal. Pearson was standing only a couple of yards out, but it was drilled so hard by Angus that Pearson couldn't really react properly, and the ball ricocheted off him uh, to safety. Then Bromley's big chance, and their last chance to get into the game. Within a minute, a lovely long diagonal by Bush. Cheek racing in behind Vassal, who stretched but couldn't quite reach it. One-on-one -on -one with Lainton. He had time to bring it down, but instead felt Lainton was off his line and tried a little cute cushioned volley over the keeper from the edge of the box and got too much on it. It went over the bar. He would regret that because three minutes later, an absolute worldie gave Wrexham the three-goal lead and the points. Long ball by Lainton. Another good flick on in the air by Thomas. Angus running down the right channel. Looked like a virtually impossible angle. He hit the most beautiful acrobatic volley across Cousins, which slammed into the far post and ricocheted into the net. A glorious strike. If only it had come over his shoulder, it would have been a full Marco van Basten. And Angus, with the second goal, wheeled away to celebrate and was hungry then to get a third. Bromley made changes. Vincent came on as a left-sided wing-back and was lucky not to get a yellow card when he ran into the box, took on Harris and dived. The referee was not interested at all in the penalty, uh, but wasn't also interested in giving a yellow card. He seemed determined not to give any bookings, but he'd have to <laughs> in the air after a frantic couple of minutes with 10 minutes left. It started out with Hall Johnson doing really well to win a header high up on the right-hand side. To find Angus, it was almost exactly the same as his third goal. Pretty much the same point on the pitch. He did the same thing, drilled it again across Cousins, who did well this time to get down and smother it. But within a minute, controversy would reign. Ball played into the edge of the area. Angus tried to get past Bush, uh, but couldn't. Angus fell to the ground on the edge of the box and Bush definitely trod on his head. Was it deliberate? Right. Am I overanalyzing this? I've looked at it a lot. Everyone feels it's a deliberate stamp on his head. Uh, I'm not totally sure. He could be off balance and just can't stop himself. He... He isn't massively off balance. He is looking down at Angus when he does it as well. It doesn't look great, let's put it that way. The thing that really looks bad for Bush, and I'll be able to show you this if you're watching the video at the end of the podcast, is that afterwards Angus said he did this two years ago in a match he played for Barrow, and I found the clip. It's Barrow at home to Ebbsfleet, and the recipient on this occasion actually is John Rooney. Uh, it's a goal kick to 
barrow it's not long before it's taken Rooney and Bush are having a little bit of argy-bargy they challenge for the ball Rooney goes down under the challenge which the referee deems to be fair it was robust but I think fair enough and then well Rooney's on the floor Bush has to turn to run and he he's not off balance at all he puts his foot onto Rooney's hip and pushes and pushes off to sprint in the other direction it's, it's not good you know when you see things like that I and mean, Angus remembers things like that it doesn't uh, do the the idea that this was an accidental clash at the Wrexham game any favours anyway Angus was absolutely incandescent was furious was jabbing his finger towards Bush the referee booked him having shown no desire to book anybody through the match and it didn't stop him you could hear ringing around the ground the players all shouting to Angus to calm down some players intervened and tried to take him away but he was still pointing his finger in the direction of Bush and Har uh, Dean Keats sensibly I think decided that he couldn't take the risk and so although Angus was on a hat-trick with nine minutes left he hooked him and brought on Jordan Ponticelli which you know Angus I'm sure was hugely disappointed but it was a sensible call Durrell came on a couple of minutes later as well for Jordan Davis and the last 10 minutes played out fairly calmly there was a good a chance for Bromley to get a consolation four minutes from the end a free kick swung into the box and Trotter at the far post managed to make contact with it six yards out and plant the ball against the post it ricocheted away to safety Wrexham uh, made an injury time substitution I hope uh, nothing no injury or anything it didn't seem to be for Hall Johnson who went off Mark Carrington replacing him and in the fifth minute of added time Wrexham nearly got a fourth it would have been well a goal very reminiscent of a remarkable strike that the aforementioned John Rooney managed against uh, who was it Geisley a free kick right of centre about 30 yards out in the closing seconds of the game just like Rooney's and just like Rooney Young decided he was just going to belt the cover off the ball the thinking of course being that it's either a goal or it's going to go deep in the stands uh, he launched it it dipped viciously Cousins in goal well his reaction is, is, the, is what tells you how good the free kick was he, he sort of his root is that the spot's completely off balance by the movement of the ball and ends up just bending his knees and looking up hopefully and seeing it just skim the bar. The final whistle then went and Wrexham had uh, a deserved win, although, like I said, Bromley did carve out opportunities. Looking through the team, well, Lainton didn't have much to do, made two saves, both of which were perfectly savable. Um, so, you know, a fairly comfortable clean sheet, really, for him. The centre-backs were all terrific. Pearson was magnificent and you know it's a 50-50 call in our commentary um, Jay Long felt that Angus was man of the match I thought Pearson was a, a either would be absolutely fair enough Pearson was magnificent you wouldn't have believed that this was his first game for three months you certainly <laughs> his first home league game since the last match of last season against Eastleigh you expect him to be rusty he was magnificent you expect him to be cautious he was decisive it was one of the best performances I've seen from him in a Wrexham shirt and that's saying something the number of headers he won blocks he made 
tackles he made and also his decisiveness with the ball stepping up playing some neat little passes also uh, t uh, making some really nice first time volleyed balls to play as a midfield it, it was terrific alongside him Vassell's pace again was so valuable the number of interceptions he made where he accelerated and dispossessed the player on the other side French had a fairly quiet opening hour or so and in the last half hour more came down his side when Vincent came on because like I said the wing backs initially were set up not to run and off a width well when Vincent came on a left that all changed and French suddenly found himself in a busy part of the pitch and was terrific in the way that he dealt with the threat in the wing backs Hull Johnson and record again decent performances by them maybe not quite as spectacular as we've got used to but they were solid defensively although as I said Bromley's setup meant there wasn't that much threat down the flanks really um, they didn't really get past their men much to put crosses in from dangerous positions but they were perfectly sound in the middle of the pitch well Harris and Young really rolled their sleeves up I mean they battled won tackles chased everything it felt like them when we had 10 men they, they felt like they were making an extra man up between them really impressive endeavor in a way they had to because Jordan Davis was clearly told to push up a little bit further and link attack and midfield and he did it really well the number of turns he he pulled off were wonderful. He was driving forwards, causing problems. So glad he got his goal. But he really did look lively. And then up front, the two strikers. Thomas has just become... Uh, he's become a bit like Luke Young, Carrington and Rutherford. Uh, I'm in danger of just lapsing into cliché and saying the same thing every time. Because consistently, he does these things. He beats the centre-backs in the air. He works like crazy. And he combines nicely with Angus. It really, it really was... Uh, the, the big striker, small striker cliche of him winning flick on Super Angus and on goal. Angus was really running off and well, but Thomas has to win those headers to make that work. Another admirable performance, and again, doing good defensive work in his own box from set plays. And then Angus. Angus, who from the very start was a terrific nuisance to the defenders. Wrexham, from the start, were trying to turn uh, the, the defence, Bromley's defence, which isn't the quickest. And Angus is running in behind them was causing them problems his movement was excellent when he didn't get there he was hassling and pressuring and forcing errors and so just for that alone he was important but then the two goals oh the first was a beauty the second was a screamer and yet ironically he missed a couple of easy chances and then another one which was disallowed for offside if he had gone in brilliant performance by him so very 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 satisfying if I, as i said if you're watching the video version, I will put the incident between Rooney and Chris Bush on at the end of this. And please remember, support your local football club. Subscribe to the podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Get your notifications. Stick comments. Leave reviews on iTunes. Everything like that allows us to approach sponsors with, uh, with better metrics allows us to get good guests on the programs because we can show them we're a serious show so please if you could do those things that would be fantastic dragon heart will be coming out early this week as well obviously because we're playing on good friday and oh i've forgotten the most exciting thing about the match the electronic scoreboards 
seems everyone found them distracting except me. I I I I, I must admit, uh, I, I was I was interested, especially in the comedy messages from Rob and Ryan, uh, but but mostly I didn't really notice it that much. I want that. You know that little sausage dog in the Vitality advert? I want him running around the pitch. That's distracting. So I want to see that. Um, but no, at the moment we've just got something else flashy to go alongside our massive floodlights. Yeah, good day. Good day at the office. That, Like I said, if you're watching the video, the clip's coming up of what happened two years ago in a Barrow-Ebsfeet match between Chris Bush and Rooney. Bush, well, the evidence suggests, might be quite the philatelist collecting stamps all over the country so with a final score of Wrexham 3 Bromley nil. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team this is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team